away to Lovingston. Jordan. Oh, a spectacular move by Michael Jordan. Closing five to play in the third. Kobe. Crawford. Hogan. are now tuned into the chat room your favorite ballers favorite podcast all right welcome back to the chat room podcast i am the senator and with me today i got coach francis what to do what to do and i also got Dwayne in the building what's going on and on this episode we decided to bring in Two guests that are going to come with a different perspective than just regular basketball perspectives like we've had in the past. They're going to come with, they're going to give you a whole lot of insights on many different things, but don't, don't worry, we are still going to be talking about basketball for a little bit too. So I'm going to give them their chance to introduce themselves and what they do, and then we'll jump into the conversations from there. Yes, I'll go first. I'm uh, Randy O'Shea. Uh, people know me as Randy Rose. I'm an entrepreneur uh, of African descent. Both of my parents are from Ghana. I was uh, born in Montreal, raised in Scarborough, uh, where I met Mr. Francis, playing basketball as a young boy. Um, moved to Brampton later on, went on to play basketball, and now uh, I run a marketing agency um, called Rose Management, uh, where we work on various projects. Um, in and around, um, you know, social impact and endorsements and events and uh, a lot, a lot of, a little bit of everything. And uh, yeah, really excited to, to jump on today's podcast and talk hoops and, and life. Really, life's been life's been a little crazy, so it would be a good conversation. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, myself, um, Philip McPherson. Most people know me as Philly or Philly OPE. Um, I started a entertainment company in 2007. Um, I went to high school with Mr. Francis. We played on the same team together for high school and some of rep rep ball as well. Um, yeah, my um, my parents are of uh, Jamaican descent. Um, yeah, the, my entertainment company pretty much uh, provides. <laughs> Um, multiple different services uh, from like marketing, promotion to like uh, building your brands. And uh, we started off doing events and then we kind of like graduated to like um, artist management and um, putting together like concerts and other festivals and stuff that we've been working on. That's dope. That's dope. So as you guys can see, we got some entrepreneurs on this podcast and a lot of the conversations they'll have some great insights on. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk fashion in the NBA. So which NBA player is the most has the most swag and which NBA player has the least swag? <laughs> um I mean for myself, like I don't know, like Westbrook has some very, very outlandish stuff that he I wouldn't necessarily wear that kind of stuff, you know, for myself personally. But uh, I like Braun swag. He always, always has it's like he doesn't wear things by accident, you know. Like when they when they beat Golden State, he had the Ultimate Warrior shirt on, you know. Like he he wears things with purpose. I, I like his swag. I like Chris Paul stuff that that he's been doing lately with the um, 
HBCUs mm-hmm. on the shoes. That's been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, those two for sure. But my my bottom two would be Westbrook and Kuzma. Kuzma come out looking like he's uh, Jun Tao. <laughs> yes, guy. Uh, but yeah, those are my two. Braun and um what did I say? Shoot. You said C P the Chris Paul. Braun and C P, yeah, yeah. Braun and yeah, C P yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. I don't know, for me I would say most swag or swaggiest, I would say, within that realm would be like PJ Tucker. The shoe collection is crazy. Crazy. So yeah. I'm more so basing it off of that. Maybe not even necessarily the clothes he wears, but just the, the shoes, shoes he has. Yeah, shoes is it's crazy. My question is, how he's going to take all that stuff out of the bubble in one day? <laughs> <laughs> Multiple trips, man. Multiple yeah, trips, man. The U-Haul truck. Yeah, yeah. He told yeah. D'Antoni to take it first. When D'Antoni told the Rocket he's not coming back. Oh, yeah. Good morning. <laughs> and then who's your least? Least? I'd probably have to say uh, Russell too. Yeah, like some of the stuff he wear. I don't know, man. He could pull it off, but that's I could pull it off I, for him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> <laughs> he could be like. I remember he came in some uh, cut up mesh shirt. Yeah, it does. I was like, yo, first of all, <laughs> not from Yad. First of all, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. But, uh, he's on. He got some, uh, but like. I'd have to say PJ, PJ and like Kemba Walker. I think Kemba for a little, for a little guy, um, dresses really well, very, very clean. This shit's very clean. And PJ as well. I mean, yeah, his, his kick game is crazy. Um, but some of his fits come together very nice. Like I could, because I could, I could see myself dressing like that, like you that. know, mm-hmm. the opportunity yeah. came. I, not all of it, but definitely <laughs> some stuff. To look like a, a movie actor. I don't know. That's yeah. how he feels. He feels like a, a character. Every time yeah, he comes yeah, someone definitely. different, right? Yeah. Uh, and Lise? Yeah. Although I like it. I like Russell's stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I like, I like this energy. You know, remember yeah, when he yeah. came, um, the uh, the crossing guard shirt. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was uh, like, uh, yeah. this is weird, <laughs> but you're making it work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing I'll say is just your the swag is just confidence, you know. Yeah, his confidence, confidence uh, protrudes. Yeah, yeah. He, his weird. confidence is he like, but you got to think about it, like. In the NBA, you have to be confident. Like everyone's confident. Everyone has to be. Yeah, yeah. Out of there's only 450 of you in the world, yeah. so everyone is confident. Exactly. And as long as um, you're confident on the court, you'll be fine. But the league is is a men's league. It's full of egos. Yeah. So your confidence protrudes into the locker room, protrudes yeah. into style, the clothes that you're wearing, yeah. the shoes, to the yeah, car. Yeah, you yeah, didn't last dance. Exactly. Michael Jordan always had to be the best because his car forced it out of him. The man went from playing the ten thousand dollar car games to the to the quarters and nickels. Why? You to know that I'm better than you, and that's what that's that's confidence mixed with ego, like over the top. (laughs) 
Yeah, and Russ thinks like that because the basketball game is not like that. And it, <laughs> it shows. I mean, I don't know where he was this year. I don't know where he was this year. Lakers did. Yeah. Russ, Russ should have just stayed in Oklahoma. I mean. He can't go anywhere and make anywhere better. People have to come to him. Yeah, yeah. People have I to mean, come to him. You got to put him, like, he got to be the only guy. No, no, not necessarily. Russ needs the ball. Yes. Russ and James Harden both need the ball. Yeah. Right. So you put them both on the same team, it's going to look like someone's out of place. Yeah. Right? So you need exactly. to find guys that, like, if you get Russ like a Clay Thompson, a guy that yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. You know, just give him some time to get open and you yeah, give it to him, it. hits it. If Russ had a couple people like that, uh, Steven Adams is perfect for him. I think he needs uh, another Green. a four. He needs guys. a four that can shoot threes. That's why they, they went open up his paint and let him play. Russ, Russ could. <laughs> his IQ to him sometimes, though. It's like yeah. time and score, <laughs> sir. Time and score. Yeah. Well, you guys. Moves too fast, face, man. Facts. Um, he doesn't know when to like, switch up the tempo. Facts. <laughs> Um, for me, for me, I think the swaggiest player in the league is Serge Ibaka. Just I think the, just the way the way the way he puts himself together. This guy thinks he really thinks he's a French model. That's true. Like, that's the way he carries he's himself. Clean though, he's clean. Yeah, really clean. Facts, and he and he was and he I, helped, and he, he helped OG with his style. He helped OG with his style. So yeah, Serge Ibaka for sure. And the least, I'm surprised no one said this. It's got to be Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard can't dress. No, can't dress, no, man. <laughs> listen, no, this I'm, in terms of in ter like listen, yeah, it's Kawhi Leonard. Like he's a he's a, the basketball player. Like hands down, yeah, he carries himself the way he carries himself. You would, I guess, people would classify that as swag. The way he carries himself on the court, that's swag. But the socks and the slippers. You've never worn something with slippers? I mean, <laughs> this guy wears that stuff all the time. So, yes, I mean, he's just comfortable. He's chill. Yeah, he's comfortable and chill. Look, yeah. if, if, Bill, I mean, Bill Gates. Bill, that's what Bill Gates wears. Facts. I don't know, man. To me, that's just to me. That's my opinion. That's just my opinion. I don't <laughs> I think he's swaggy. I, I get where Dwayne's coming from. But honestly, if I had to choose a player that I'm more likely going to dress like, it's more Kawhi. Because I just want to be comfortable no matter where I go. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to dress to impress nobody. <laughs> People that know me know that, like, I'll pull up to the club wearing the track pants. Yeah, did that before. So I, yeah, like I don't care, bro. I, I like personally, care. the way he dresses is the way we all would dress personally. <laughs> but in terms of this conver this conversation, yeah. that's why I said. If I was, I like, even if I was in the league, I'd go, I'd go to the beach wearing my own jersey, just like he did. Like I'm, a, I'm a, like, like you just, you just think. For me personally, it goes. Uh, Dwayne took my answer again. I was going to say Serge Ibaka, and then I was going to put P.J. Tucker on there. So those are the two for me. And the least, it's Kuzma to me. Like, like half the time I don't know what he's doing. Like, I don't know if, like, during games when, he's, when he has a horrible game, 
Like he's just trying to think, all right, what can I do to like outdo Russ in the in a post game? Like that's how it feels. Like he's not mentally in the game. He's trying to just like do something, do something wilder than Russ might do, right? Yes. Like, but Russ does have a different style that I don't think anybody else can pull off. And going back to what you guys said about confidence, there's nobody more confident in the league than Russ. Facts. So, this man, this man so got 25 last night, still beacon, dude. It it don't matter. Like that guy is that guy's confidence level is at the highest all the time. So, so yeah. Um, let's move on. So, as of today, we know three of the four conference finalists. So we have the Lakers. We got the Heat. We got the Celtics. Sorry, fanfare. I know you. you um, I wish Essay was here today, man. I, I, I want to hear him tell me. He because he, he had a lot to say. He had a I lot to hear him say. tell me Raps in six, man. <laughs> Don't worry, we might have to record a YouTube exclusive just for that one there. Yeah. Just on the next day. But um, what are you guys' thoughts on how they got there? How each team got there? And like. Was it, were you guys surprised by anything or were you guys disappointed by any of the teams? Like, how did you guys feel about these three teams making it to the conference finals? I mean, the first one is for me. Like, I expected Lakers to be there. Like, that's not, like, I call both series Lakers in five. So, like, I expected that. So, that's not surprising me. But, um, Boston, I called the Boston in seven as well, but I don't know. Like, a part of me wanted Raptors to be there, you know, like, what's wrong with kids? So, a part of me wanted, wanted that to happen, but I just didn't see, uh, defensively how Raptors could keep up with that intensity. And Boston was missing a starter. So, I'm like, I don't know. Um, you got like, mad at me in the group chat when I said Toronto was missing a starter for like six games. Like yeah, he, but he, played. Played. he was, he played, he but he wasn't there. Nah, <laughs> like, Gordon Hayward, that, 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 that's that's twenty points a game. Like he's he's a, he's a scorer, and like the thing with missing Gordon Hayward, which like Marcus Smart elevated himself, he played well. But what mm. Gordon Hayward does, it he allows you to always have multiple scores on the court at the same time, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So like if you look what like like end of the series, they had friggin' Shiggy on the court, they had friggin'. Uh, what's, what's his name? Um, Brad Wanamaker. Wanamaker. Like, like, like those guys are not scorers. Like, they had um, other guy, the big Williams or whatever the other other Williams. Uh, Robert those, Williams. Yeah, those guys in the court. Those guys are not scorers. Like, what Gordon Haywood does is he allows you to kind of either have Tatum or Brown on the court and have either Smart or Haywood on the, on the court. Like, there, there's times in the, or, or Kemba. There's times where it was like Kemba looked gassed, you know, and like. Haywood gives you that other dimension that I think will eventually put them over the hedge against Boston, I mean, against uh, Miami. So, um, yeah, anyway, Heat, not really surprised with Heat, all that piece. All right, what are you guys' thoughts? Well, with me personally, I was just, I was kind of off it, man, the way we had that big gap. <laughs> Of the quarantine and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yo, whatever happens, happens. happens yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people felt the same way as you. Yeah, a lot, obviously, like you know, being a Toronto kid as well. Like, obviously, you want to see Toronto there. You'd love to see them like win it again without Kawhi, so everyone could like stop the chatter. But 
you have to be a realist. Like, you know, there's only so much that they can really do. And especially when your go-to guy doesn't show up, it's like, uh, yeah, it's tough. You know, pack it in. It's tough. And yeah, so I'm... either which way, any which way it goes now, I don't really care. You know? <laughs> I'd like to see the, La- like the Lakers win. Just in like a like a Kobe a Kobe Memorial type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other than that, it's whatever. I hear that. Yeah. I'd probably I I uh, I'd love to see Denver win, but you know that's that's going to be a tough one. Uh, just for yeah. Jamal. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, Toronto, obviously, um, but. I feel I feel we played we didn't we played Gasol too much, yeah. right? On, on the green and roll when you know he's hedging and supposed to be turning the guard up, the guards turn corner, yeah, and now four on three, yeah. and uh, that just that got us in a lot of trouble. Although Kemba didn't score well, he still gave us a lot of fucking trouble. Yeah, right. Still moved the ball. Uh, he still you know got into the middle and. He tired guys out. Like imagine having to guard Ken Kemba and still having to go put up thirty. Like yeah, you're bust. And Kyle Lowry's not young. He's probably the oldest guy on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oldest sure. guy on the sure, court. Sure. Him or Mark? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think Mark's a Mark's a year older. Mark's a year older. Or Mark. And they're both. And they, they, but they played together. Yep. In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if not, I'd I'd rather Boston win it all. To be honest, give those give those young boys a title early, and see what kind of league it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like if like if anything, like they're next up because most of the guys are signed for multiple years. Yeah. So like, unlike Raptors, like, unlike Raptors, like shoot, like maybe a different team next year because Mark. What do you? Oh, are we going to talk about that? What do you think they should do with their offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, we're here right now. Like, it's tough. I mean, like, I don't know where they go from here because Giannis, he's not a free agent for another two years, right? Because like he has, he has, he has next next year, and then after that, like he can play the other the second year and be a UFA after that. So like, unless like they already said they're not trading him, so like it's tough to kind of go forward with that. So like, I don't know where they go because. Do you really want to give Freddie Max money? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't need know, bigger right? guards, man. They do. They, they they need bigger guards, but it's like you don't want to lose Freddie because right. because because you see in like in many games this series, like he was like Kyle Lowry is the heart and soul of the team. That's unquestionable. But in many games, like Freddie was like that spark plug, like, he, like yeah. keeping them attached. Like he keeps you in the game. Yeah, he, he like for many games he, he was that guy. So you don't want to lose that. Like, the problem, the problem is, is the that they money. have the the problem that Toronto has right now is that they have to make really hard decisions. Yeah. And if you look at who's supposed to be a free agent, you have Fred VanVleet, you have OG Ananobi, you have Ibaka, and, and you have Gasol. Gasol. Right? I don't see them bringing back Gasol. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that in the game seven. I think Ibaka should have played a little bit more down the stretch because he, he, he started the game out like eleven, like with eleven. Yeah, minutes. yeah, like he, because he's because he's he was one of those guys that if you put in, he was really he was gonna stretch the floor for you. He was grabbing the rebounds. He was a defensive presence. There's a lot of time when Siakam is in there, 
And like I'm just seeing like the smaller guys getting boards over him, all this, all this stuff. Like you needed that, and especially on that the free throws at the end of the game where Tatum got it back and got to shoot free throws. Like you should have had your bigs in there for sure, for sure, because yeah, you had a timeout. You had two timeouts. That so, play was just effort and just. Uh, I know, but if you if, if the game's on if a game's on the line, you need your you need to make sure you secure. It's the same thing. To me, it's the same problem that uh, that Spurs had when when uh, Miami won the championship, right? When you took out Tim Duncan and Chris Bosh grabbed the rebound and kicked it out to Ray Allen, right? Like plays like the small lineup changes make big impacts at certain points of the game, right? So like that was my only thing. Like I would have had Ibaka in there mm-hmm. a little bit more, but. They just have a lot of decisions to make lot, as yeah. Toronto in general, I, right? I, I, oh, Rondé's a free agent too. He is, yeah, yes, yeah. It's tough, and like, and like, honestly, like, you don't want to sign any of those guys really to a big deal because then you're kind of taking yourself out of the Giannis equation, you know? So like, it's like you want to keep Freddie. Freddie's gonna probably demand maybe. 15 mil a year or something like that. I don't know. Like, and then like you want to keep OG because it's a wing league. You know, like most teams have guards and wings, and OG showed his value in this series. But then again, you don't want to lose either Ibaka or Gasol because now you're a really small team. Or you're putting a lot more trust in Boucher than you're ready for at this point. Boucher, so like, yeah. so like that's where you just it's gonna if. To tell you the truth, if there's one GM that I think will have a plan, Masai, yeah, it's yeah, Masai. Yeah. So like, definitely, uh, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. question like the choice, like what he does, because he's proven that he can build teams, right? And he's proven his his uh, personnel knowledge. But it's just as uh, as for us as fans or fans of the NBA looking, it's like, all right, they really got some choices to make. And who can they pick up to replace certain or who might they draft? Like, it's going to be, there's so many factors that plays into it. So, like, this was a, this might be the last time we see the Raptors as we come to know them, you know, because that's like five players from free agency or who who could leave basically for free agency. And then, you know, might be trades here and there because, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. It's tough. Like that's why I think part of it. That's why I think Lowry was Lowry was just kind of so um distraught and stuff after the game, you know, like because like next year you don't know what's happening next year because so much so much movement could happen, you know. So, yeah, that was tough. Was tough. Uh, Dwayne. Yeah. Um. I mean, with the Raptors series, I mean, you guys have all expressed it. Um, it would be disappointing. That they didn't get the job done. A little disappointed at Siakam's effort, but at the same time, though it's funny to me is you have a lot of people now talking about Siakam, get him out of here, all this stuff. These and these were the same people that were cheering his name when he won when he helped with the championship, when he won the MVP. I mean, this guy's only been playing ball for eight years. Yeah, he hasn't been playing long. He he was in the D League a few years ago. So I mean. What more do we really want from this guy? He was told, listen, you're the guy. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask for this position. He they just kind of gave him the reins and said, we got nobody else. Here you go. So 
I mean, under uh, the way people are treating him, that's I don't think he deserves that at all. Yeah. I mean, it's re- it's just really tough to be thrown in a situation like like he was, yeah. and it be expected to be the top guy. And I'm like, I don't, I'm really not shocked at the result. I'm not shocked. Yeah. So, I mean, the Raptors with what they had, it was a hell of a series. It was a hell of a series. But clearly, I mean, those young boys and on, on, on the Celtics, they're just really good. These are really, really talented players. So, I mean. I, with that Celtics and Miami series, I think it's going to be a pretty good series. I think that series will go seven as well. I don't think that's going to be a a, a, a quick series that Miami ends or Celtics end. That's going to probably going to go seven. It's going to be really hard fought, hard fought series. Um, I can see the Celtics taking that one and getting to the finals. I really, I really do. I think they have enough personnel. Good job, and, Denver. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, good job, man. Good job. Man, this guy's making my edit work even harder. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just, I just, I just, I just got a, a notice on my phone. Up, up there, man. Yeah. And obviously, with the Lakers, I think the Lakers will. I mean, they'll they'll get to where they need to get. They'll get to the finals, and I think the Lakers will probably win everything. Just, just with the storyline and everything like that. I really. <laughs> I, I think the Lakers, I think they have it. I just don't see them losing. I don't see them losing. I really oh, so, man. Yeah, that's where I'm at with all this. The group chat's going to blow up after they see <laughs> this. I'm going to tell you that for real. Um, okay, so my biggest disappointment is not – my biggest disappointment has nothing to do with on-court stuff. It's the Toronto fans, right, that, that uh, switched. But then I also had to stop and think about it the other day, and I think most of you guys will remember, like back when we were back when the Raptors was doing the whole European ball um, time era that I call it, right? When all it when like eighty percent of our team was like European players, we didn't have the fan base that is being shown right now. It's once it's when they started to make the playoffs. All of a sudden, you had the the Oh, I've been a Toronto Raptors fan for the longest. And yeah. since it came out, like, this is, that was the fan base that we were accustomed to. So when, when I stopped and I thought about it, that they didn't make the finals or they didn't win, and Siakam, who just got paid, uh, was, didn't play to the potential that everyone wanted him to play, I knew something like this was going to happen. Like, it was just, it was disappointing that it did happen. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not, they didn't appreciate the actual, they, there was analysts that said Raptors weren't even going to make the playoffs, right? And they finished second in the East. Like, probably, the, I think it was like the third best record in the NBA. Like, you, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, we didn't win the championship, but all right, there's no reason for the petitions that I saw floating online. So I'm more disappointed by those fickle fans that uh, just, are only there when it's a good time, but don't ride when it's a bad time. Yep. Um, and Lakers are Lakers, and I don't want Lakers to win the championship. Now, I, I'm like on the fence. I want, I would, if they won, I'd be happy because it's in memory of Kobe. Mm-hmm. Right? But I can't. I won't be able to stand the LeBron fans if the Lakers win. Oh, no question. So, <laughs> no question. So, <laughs> I'm, 
Full swing. <laughs> so I will take any team winning the championship except the Lakers because I can't stand LeBron fans. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's 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 my my analysis on that situation. All right, Coach. Um, let's see where are we at? Um, all right. So, what are your favorite jerseys of all time? Favorite uniforms of all time? I think I want to start this off. I think I want to start this off. My favorite NBA jersey for me of all time is the 95-96 Raptors jersey. I think that's and I, and a lot of I know a lot of people say that too. Like a lot, it's that's the consensus for a lot of people. They say those Raptors jerseys, the the um purple one with the pinstripe. Those are classic. Yeah, are with the dinosaur. I think that one's the best. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's my favorite jersey of all time. Yeah, I like the um, the Vancouver Grizzlies one with like the like the. This is stealing my answers. Yeah, like the not the white one though. The like the like the turquoise or teal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fire. I like that one. Like there's the Orlando Magic one where the pink track is fire. Um, that yeah, that's ninety ninety two. I don't know year it is. Yeah, yeah I think ninety two ninety three. There's the one. There's like one of Jordan's first jerseys, like the Chicago with like the cursive writing. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that that's eighty seven eighty eight. Yeah. This man has years down. Yeah, I, I remember them. <laughs> uh, nah, he, he searched it up before. He did. Oh, no, yo, I didn't. Yo, I didn't. I swear I didn't. Yo, I just know. <laughs> Those are fire, but yeah, those are those are three off top of my head. Where I'm like, yo, those are, those are, those are tough days. And obviously, like the Raptors. All right, Randy, Phil, you guys got one. Well, my first two already got taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably say uh, next up would be like maybe the 2000-2001 um, Philly jersey. Just because okay. I'm like a, I'm a big AI fan, and I yeah. think that was the first jersey I ever like purchased myself. So, yeah, I say that since since my guys took my first two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my first jersey was a was a Kobe jersey in like oh two oh three, black and yellow, or black yeah, it was black and uh, black and yellow Laker jersey. I had the black trucks with the yellow. Trademark. That was my fit. Yeah, so that one. Um, one of the Jordan All-Star jerseys is white, blue, and red. Yeah. LeBron oh, worked for his high school slam cover. Yeah. That jersey was hard. Um, and probably just like the Bulls away jersey, the old one, the one that uh, Michael played in in, the, in his last season, the 97. 98 season, yeah, those those away solid red with the black bulls. Yeah. Fire. Uh, for me, I think it's the black Phoenix Suns jersey. Um, I just really like those ones, and I like the the Lakers blue. One. The Lakers blue with the white writing. Yeah. 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 
like those two, those two to me were my favorite ones. So there's there's a uh, honorable mention the uh, Miami Vice jerseys. There's two versions of them, right? There's, yeah, there's the black, the black and the blue, one, and then there's the blue one. Yeah, yeah. I think the black one to me is yeah. is my favorite one of the two. Yeah. So yeah. That's a honorable mention for sure. I think the blue ones. I don't know, like those just like those make me feel like I'm on a beach somewhere. You know, like this this has that kind of look mm. and feel to it. Like shit, I'd wear that if I was walking down South Beach or whatever. You know, mm. that looks like a jersey you want to buy if you're playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. All right, well, um. For the guests that are here, kind of, um, how did you guys get started in like in what you guys are doing? So you guys are both entrepreneurs. You guys are both kind of uh, big, big uh, representatives in the industry and stuff. So like, how did you guys get started doing what you guys do? Randy, you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, for me, it dates back to like high school, actually. Um, well, like I said, like Mr. Francis and I went to high school together. So when I reference this teacher, you'll probably remember him, uh, Mr. Kirschenbaum. Yeah. Like marketing and all that. So pretty much our last project before we graduated and like left school was, uh, um, was, uh, like a marketing project to pretty much make a mock business. And, that was like probably the best mark I ever got in high school. <laughs> so from there, I felt like, you know, we should try and put this business together and actually make it real life. So at that time, um, On Point Entertainment was the business. And uh, we started off uh, just doing like a lot of house parties. Like my cousin, um, like if you're from Scarborough, a lot of people like know my family or know myself or whatnot. So we were doing like probably every single person's house party that came up that year. So from 2007 to like 2009, there's there's a basement in Scarborough that we probably never saw, <laughs> like DJing and, and um, hosting parties and whatnot. And then from there, we just started doing like all ages events. Uh, the first event we did was at, um, I can't remember what the place is called right now, but it was at Markham and Lawrence. And um, yeah, we pretty much like sold out that night. Like the police came and tried to shut us down the way we were over capacity. And later on that summer, we did a barbecue and we did like 500 people at Morningside Park. For those familiar with the East, you know where that is. Um, yeah, we just kept building from there. We took it from all ages, went to 19 plus events. And from there, it led to like uh, artist management um, and then also putting together like concerts and certain festivals and working al alongside other like big establishments to help them like pretty much bring their their vision to life on whatever events they were doing. So pretty much everything stemmed from high school. That's like one teacher I'll never forget. I've been trying to get in contact with him because I want to, you know, be able to like just sit yeah, down and maybe go go to dinner or something and just like, you know, thank him, get, get him a gift, get him something, you know, because I feel like if I never really took that class, I don't know if I would have still ended up on this path, you know, so definitely have to, to shout him out and give him his thanks. I can find his contact anywhere. So if he sees this, you know, Mr. Kirschenbaum, holla at me. <laughs> That's tough, man. That's tough, man. That's tough. 
Yeah, I got uh I got started in uh twenty twelve. I uh you know twenty eleven. I was um playing college ball at Laurier and then I transferred to Durham to go play and uh before my first game I broke my foot. And then um on my left foot. Um I was out six to eight weeks. Came back in eight weeks, like third practice broke it again so then i'm like looking at basketball and i'm just like i don't know if i could do this with you <laughs> i'm not going to be one of those guys that are always injured and i'm not i'm not going through that yeah. i'm like all right what else is going what else is happening um so i started coaching i went back to cia bounce old aau team and uh it was a year we had like bennett and wiggins and Ennis and Brooks and like all these guys are little brothers to me, right? And uh, I'm just around, just really helping. I'm really, 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 really helping and, you know, driving kids to practice. Like, um, so you, uh, I was like an equipment manager slash team manager slash uh, assistant coach slash, I wore multiple hats, you know, yeah. with those kids. And um, it was good because I got to see different sides of basketball because it wasn't the AAU that, that we played, you know? Mm -hmm. This was Nike, EYBL. Yeah, yeah. Kids are getting flown to games. Like, we're yeah. flying to games. <laughs> we're not doing the buses no more. <laughs> you know, we're walking in gyms and John Calipari and Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams all sitting in, in a row and coming and say hello to you. And you're just like, what the hell? So I'm seeing all of this and I'm just around it. And uh, the following year, Anthony was, was going to the NBA and uh, we had built a relationship uh, a year or two before, but I had known him since he was like 14 because he played uh, Brampton Raptors with me. And um, yeah, he was just like, yeah, I want you to be my manager. Not really knowing what it was, you know, I knew uh, uh, my boy Daryl was working with, with, with Tristan at the time, so I, I would ask him, but he was new as well. Um, and I was like, sure. So I ended up moving to the States, got a work visa, and I was in the States 2013, 2018, working with, with, uh, with a lot of different players on, on everything off the court. So uh got a lot of experience in, in, in marketing and branding and events and um, investments and biz dev and sales and so on and so forth you know i had eventually left school early so i didn't graduate and um, kind of took this leap of faith to see where things would go and currently we're now uh i started you know, two of my own companies one in marketing and branding and another is a media and events company um around entrepreneurship um the second one is, you know, the athlete tech group. And what we're doing there is, is, is going to be very, 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 very big. I think, um, as, you know, we're, we're really focusing on, you know, the Canadian tech ecosystem and getting athletes involved and, um, small businesses involved. And, um, it, it should be really, really good. So, um, yeah, how I got started was, Playing balls is the thing that I love. Um, that changing for me and looking to see what else was out there. Um, volunteering my time to help some kids get through their own visions and dreams and that, you know, turned into a job and 
a job's now turned into a career and um now looking at, at, at ways to increase social impact and trying to keep people positive and you know just trying to inspire people and motivate and, and build and collaborate um because everyone's going through a tough time you know um you included um the, the, the days are the days are, are moving a lot faster <laughs> but still slowing down at the same time. So it's very, very, it's very, like, it feels very weird um, that we're in September and like, it felt like COVID just came last week, but we're yeah. in September. We're yeah. into October. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, how, how long it's been. It's been a long time. And it's like you, being able to adjust, you know, it's, it's, the big thing for me is, you know, what I, a lot of the things that I've learned in sports is the same things that I'm using today as an entrepreneur. Um, where, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym, uh, stretching before bed, you know, that type of discipline, that type of focus. Um, you know, if I got to be somewhere at two, I'm there at 140. Like I'm still doing those things as an entrepreneur now, but I'm just wearing a different, uh, suit or a different a different jersey, yeah. uh, so uh, yeah, that's 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 currently where I'm at, and um, it's, a, it's a different time. So I gotta applaud you guys for for doing this and uh, doing it consistently because you know, there's a lot of things around us that are not consistent. Oh brother, how's it going? Yeah. Well, well. Yo, funny, hold on, funny story, funny story. <laughs> when I was when I was in grade seven or six, I was like twelve or thirteen. Uh, I remember I went to this tournament. I think it was in Hamilton, and I seen Dean Smith play for the first time. Stop this! Stop this! Braves, <laughs> when he had the braids. Braves, Braves Zane. <laughs> Yo, he was my favorite basketball player growing up. <laughs> I tell every time I see him, I tell him, I'm like, bro, I don't think you understand. Oh man. He was very like Kemba like to me. Yeah. You know? Quick, fast, smooth, never rushed, did what he wanted when he wanted. And I'm like, Had that midi down too, but the midi was down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He was a solid player. And I was like, I like him. <laughs> Appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> oh man, Rage Dane, yo, don't, like I told these guys, Rage Dane's different, you know? But I, I don't know. Well, as you guys can see, somebody joined the podcast now and got probably the greatest intro with that somebody else. <laughs> oh man, oh man. The guys. How you doing though? I'm doing good, I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, sorry for coming on late. It's all like, good. But, um, yeah, man. Yo, how's everyone doing, man? I don't, I don't know where, where, where do I jump in? I see Phil. With so Phil, you came in at the right time because we were just talking about um, they, they were just talking about their journeys to how they got to where they're at right now, right? Their entrepreneurship level right now. Yeah. So you came in perfectly. So if you just want to quickly introduce yourself again, right, and just say what you're doing and how you got to where you're at, you, you're caught up. All right. Um, so, yeah, my name is Dane Smith. Uh, I went to from Toronto, Toronto native, and uh, played in the West End at my grade nine year. And then um, 
I don't know. I had an interesting grade nine year. And that summer, like, I got introduced to the whole West Hill family. And after that, like, once once I got to West Hill, it was an eye-opener in terms of, like, just the competition and where do I fit in. Even because I came with my twin brother, Dwayne. And so um got to West Hill. And then that was a whole new ball game from the West End all the way to the East End. I never, like, knew of that world, like, the, the language. Yo, it's just crazy how much, how much people tell me that, yo, the West End, the East End is, like, two different worlds, yo. Bro, it I is. I get that so much. Like, it's like growing up in the East. Like, I just think of it as it's different for us, man. Because I'm East. I, I grew up in the East. It's different for me, guys. Yeah, than growing up in the West. Nah, you go to the West. I'm like, oh shit. You guys have a vibe. Max, <laughs> Randy, right? Randy knows. Randy knows, man. Like, when you go to the East, you're like, holy smokes! Like, what? It's a different world. Different out here. It's a different world. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm I can't even speak to that. I just know it's different moving from Toronto to Calgary. So that's a whole different, a whole different. <laughs> yeah, that's a different ball game. Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, right. of course, uh, yeah, but, yeah, just you were, you were saying that uh, you came over West Hill and like how did you kind of transition from like West Hill to kind of getting into what you're doing now with all the on the drive and all that stuff now oh man that that whole like the, the biggest the, the transition stage i'd say was um my last year in university just to fast forward um leaving uh when i finished my commitment as an ncaa athlete and now it's like you know you know like when you finish high school you're like okay what's the next move and so my my uh first move was like okay yo i gotta graduate first before i can entertain any type of pro contract or anything and so that finally took me out of like, I took my athlete's hat off finally after like so many years. And I was like, oh, I'm just a regular student. I have um, March, April, May, June, July, August, six months of just being a regular student. And so um, I started dabbling, like like I took marketing classes and I took, um, I paid, uh, we did a one course on with the Memphis Grizzlies, how they uh, transferred from uh, Vancouver all the way to Memphis. And so I, that was my whole, um project i did and so i understand the whole marketing stuff and then when it came time for me to pick, make a decision dane do you want to go for these drafts or do you want to go straight into like finish your grades and stuff i said look i'm gonna finish and that's that and so i don't know luck of the luck of the draw like i don't know if i had a good agent you know before i, I was in summer school he's like yo dane you got a pro contract do you want to sign it? I, I signed that thing so quick. I was like, all right. <laughs> say less, say less. Yeah, I was like, all right, bet, bet. I ain't got to worry. I don't have to worry about, like, where am I going, this, that. So I signed it. And then when I got into that world, bro, the professional world was like, whole another, like, holy shit. Because I thought it was good enough to get a lot of minutes and do what I do. But when I got to that world, man, it was like everything was just strictly business. What time you get into the gym? And just the professionalism. And then I think – uh. Varner Drive, all that camp probably happened in December when I had like a really good game as a, a rookie. And like, I felt so good. Like they just made me feel so welcome and stuff. And I was like, man, I can't even take another step further in this whole like basketball world or anything I do without giving respects to like what made me like really, really good. So that's where like, that's where it boiled up from. And then, you know, you know how you, you draft some stuff up, go to places and then figure out what the logo and stuff. And then that was the birth of it. So, yeah. Um, that's dope. That's dope. That's tough. That's tough. Um, what else? What else? I guess uh, now moving forward, again to fast forward. Uh, it's been about 2012 when I first like start the the campaign. 
um i just i just had good mentors good good vets that really taught me like more life lessons versus like entrepreneurship side like like i was like dabbling with so much stuff and one of my vets that played for and one his name is eric crookshank he was like man i see what you're doing dane um dot your eyes across your t's before you like you jump into like all these projects you want to do and so i took that literally and like he explained it to me like yo you're trying to write a book you're trying to do this trying to do that but you gotta make sure everything's done properly and so um he allowed me to like he, he just gave me a lot of game man a lot of game and so then when i like i don't know like whenever i just went about the whole varna and the camp and i was speaking to professionals i wasn't like i wasn't off like i, I spoke the same language they couldn't look at me like different like i didn't have sense and so like i just kept rubbing the right shoulders and then yo slowly but surely it just like started making a small like buzz and then you know, I got I got my big break was in 2016 when I played in the celebrity game. And I don't know, that that came around. I know if you're an entrepreneur in 2016, you were like anticipating for the NBA to come to Toronto. So I don't know. I had like I had four agents. Um, they just lined me up nice and I played in the celebrity game. And then from there, everything just like catapulted. Like and, and that was that, man. Wow. Mm -hmm. So kind of piggybacking off of that like you said that that was your big break so like what for the others like what was your damn i made it moment like not to say you guys are <laughs> juggernauts in your field or whatever you know like everyone wants to improve everyone wants to get better and stuff but like what was your moment where you're like yo like i should keep doing this yeah you know like what was that moment like for you that kind of tie that moment for you um i still don't think i had that moment yet only because like I, like you know as an athlete bro when you think you arrive it's like that's when you're sadly mistaken but I, I think i don't know man like i just started noticing patterns if anything like just keep it simple like okay yeah 2014 where the north commercial came on 2016 they asked me to do another project with it and every single year they kept asking me asking me. so i'm like oh shoot they actually like they actually i'm actually affiliated with this and then um I don't know like i always had a dream to like we were, we were all like with nike and stuff doing big big stuff with nike every freaking two months we get gear and so obviously somebody you everyone wants to get sponsored and so i guess like puma you know i i sent them a pitch i didn't know shit about pitches or decks till this year and i sent them a good pitch and then they were like yo damn you want to um, you know keep you involved for like uh, an extensive time probably a five-year you know commitment and i was like Maybe then, maybe that was the closest. I was like, "Oh shoot, five years!" Like, and that and that happened like 2019, just before COVID. So, if I had to pick a moment, it's probably that. Oh, yeah, but I learned off Randy though. So I guess Randy got to ask answer next. <laughs> ah, he's next. Randy and Phil are next. <laughs> Phil was oh. the earliest though. Oh, please. Oh, please, Dane. Without <laughs> the braids, I wouldn't be here. Without this, the braids, I wouldn't this, be here. No, I think, uh, I've, had, I've had a couple of moments where I was just like, oh, you just did some shit. That's as far as my thoughts went. Like, Yo, you just did some shit, Randy. Um, and one of them was All-Star Weekend that we had in Toronto. Um... And uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. All Star Weekend we had in Toronto. I threw a party, my very first party ever. I'd never thrown a party before. I threw a party at Versailles All Star Thursday, 
and we put uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Kelly Olynyk, Andre Drummond, and Dwight Powell on the flyer. So, like, no one, nothing crazy, right? Shaq had a party that night. Andrew Wiggins had a party that night. Um, but everyone came to my party. <laughs> and, and, at, and, you know, Toronto clubs, like, you get rammed, like, 12.30, 1. This was rammed at, like, 11.30. Nobody could, could get in. I remember during the night, you know, Allen Iverson came to the door. Yes. And they called me outside. They're like, well, Randy, they won't let him in. And the police <laughs> are standing right there. They're like, if you let anyone else in, you're shutting this whole thing down. So I just turned and I looked at AI and I was just like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but you were still one of my favorite. Like you were still one of my favorites. Um, yeah, and then he left. He was he was cheesed. He was actually cheesed. But what do you want me to do? That was one. Tough decision. That's tough. That's tough. That was one. And uh, last year, uh, we hosted the um, Athlete Technology Summit, and um, that was a. Uh, that was like nine months of like planning, planning with no strategy. I know nothing about technology, nothing. I barely even know how to use my iPhone. <laughs> and uh, to be able to, you know, put that together, execute it, uh, the numbers that it did, media, you know, number of athletes and startups and so on and so forth. Um, that was a another. Oh, you've done some shit. Like that was a, that's that's what I like to call that moment. Oh, you just did some shit. Um, I haven't had the oh, I've made it moment. Um, um. So yeah, that's I think that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, for me, I pretty much I would have to agree with the both of them. Like I don't I don't think I've hit that you know I've made it moment, but there was some moments when it's like yo maybe this is this isn't for me because like certain parties we did when we first started off the type of losses i we took i should say because at the time i had a, um i was working with um well dane and um david would know him but uh beans at the time oh beans beans yeah like the, the losses we took at the beginning was <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, i hear you yeah for, for any like entrepreneurs, any people that are planning to start their business, like if you're not passionate about what you do, you might as well not even do it. Because I feel like if I, if I wasn't passionate about just the whole entertainment game and, and putting our brand together and building our brand and like just building our, our name within the industry, I would have quit long time and just, you know, went and did something else. But the passion is what really kept pushing us through all the failures. And the failures, I wouldn't even necessarily classify them as failures. It's more so like lessons. So for every time that we took an L, it's just something else to like learn instead of to consider it a loss, you know? But I would say we really, or really, I hit a, a, a turning point when um, I was able to link up with um, DJ Charlie B. I know most guys within in the group here should should yeah. know who he is or heard his name or whatever before, but... I feel like when you're when you're building and trying to to get further ahead, it's better 
you link with the right people because you'll go further. A lot of the time people try and go alone because they can go faster, but it's not a race, it's a marathon, you know? So I feel like when we linked and we were able to like put our minds together and really build on certain projects that we already had and certain projects that he already had, we were able to like just amplify everything and hit a lot of milestones. Like uh, last year, <clears throat> a party that we do called um, I Love R&B hit 10 years. It was our 10 year anniversary. We were able to bring down Cisco from Drew Hill. Oh, um, it was, it's been 10 years? Pardon? It was, it's been 10 years? Yeah, yeah. Well, it would have it would have been 11 this past yeah. year, but COVID you know, messed that up for us. I didn't even realize it was that long, to tell you the, the truth. The biggest thing, yo, I'm telling you, like, the one party I'm so envious that I didn't go to you. Bro, I'm telling you, like, right now, in all honesty, as much as I throw my birthday party every year, that's like the, I love r and is the one party. It's like, if I could only choose one party to throw for the rest of my life, if I ever get to throw a party again, mm-hmm. due to our circumstances in the world now, it would be that party, hands down. I wouldn't even question. My birthday is that, whatever. But I love R&B. Um, this man did, I'll, I'll never forget it. This man did, did a party and brought out Cardi B before she was hot. I, I was heated, dude. See, I see my picture. I was heated. I was like, hi. Brought Cardi. And like, this is before she was like. Yeah, that was just before she. she just before she dropped Bodak Yellow. Yeah, this is pop. It was right before she popped. I'm like, yo. I'm heated. I had to make that call. I would feel like it was those things that really kind of like kept me going. Like once we started to like build our network more, certain people are coming to the city and they're and they're linking us. Like, yo, what's popping tonight? What do you guys have going on? For the guys in here that have come out to um, a weekly party that we had at the time called um, Showtime Saturdays. I know Randy came there. Randy brought a couple of his clients there before. And I know I, I'm pretty sure Dane came out a one two time. Mr. Francis, you already like already in Calgary that time. David did. Francis did. Yeah, like like those things. Those things made me really realize that like, we're on the right track. Like especially um, All Star Weekend when it came to Canada was major for us. The amount of parties that we did, the amount of connects that we made, and certain business deals we were able to close. Then it was like, like you know, yeah, like. Like Randy said, I, I did some shit, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything was was going in the right track. And it still is now. Like, even with even though COVID hit, it allowed me to find, like, other other businesses that I could tap into. Like, I recently bought into a, a tattoo shop out in Pickering called uh, Rockstar Tattoo Parlor. So it's, like, pretty much... Congrats, congrats, congrats. Yeah, congrats. It's my my entrepreneurial skills, you know? Because my main thing, my main background is marketing advertising. That's what I went to college for. That's what I graduated for. Um, well, with, I, sh- I should say, sorry, like a, um, a marketing degree and whatnot. So, yeah, it's just, it's just been trying to, to find other ways. Like, you know, with all of us, we're all hustlers in, in, in our own respect. So COVID was really like an eye opener. If you felt like, you know, your eggs were in one basket, by the time by now you should pretty much you know be spreading out spreading out yourself a bit more yeah, not just relying on one income or mm-hmm. um, one job to take care of you because nothing's really guaranteed nothing's really forever you know yeah definitely um for for you guys who who is um who is someone that you guys would like to collaborate with or work with in the future
anyone can pick this one up. Uh, I think I haven't I haven't even gone that far. Um, so, yeah. what, so what I, so what I, what I will say is uh, maybe this was a collaboration, but after last year's tech summit, you know, I, I wrote on my vision board for 2020 um, to bring to bring Kobe Bryant to Toronto to be uh, our you know our guest speaker to really push the tech summit because the tech summit was good. But I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm about rapid growth, right? Mm -hmm. So we did it once. Now I have a proof of concept because when I was building it, people were like, how do we know you can put together a two-day conference and have 400 people come together if you've never done it before? And I'm like, you guys just need to listen to me. I have <laughs> done it before, just not like this. Um, so it was, it was tough year one. Going into year two, so coming into 2020, I was like, you know what? I need to I need to get this off with a bang. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go after Kobe. So uh, I had reached out to Kobe's people in like November, and Kobe was gonna cost 300k USD for two hours of his time. It was a 50k. Um, went to a private jet because he only flies private; he doesn't fly commercial. And that other 250 is for two hours of his time. So I sat there and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And I still have the notes in my in my. Uh, in my iPad because I, I I wrote them down and I won't touch it. I screenshotted it and I can send it to you guys. Um, uh, big, big. How I broke it down was, all right, if Kobe's going to come to Toronto, how do we almost make it a weekend about Kobe? So I was like, well, he'll come to the Tech Summit, you know, get on stage for 30 minutes, do 15 minutes worth of media that we'll be able to, uh, you know, share our, uh, our reach and impressions and all that. And then, um, have him do like a book signing. Kobe was writing a lot of books, writing a lot of stories, right? So bringing in the Indigo or chapters, have him do a 30 minute book signing and maybe like a little panel discussion for kids. And the third thing was having, uh, having a basketball tournament with his daughter, with his daughter's team, right? Cause she, that, that was his focus. Yeah. Um, and our women's, our women's basketball players, in Toronto, from what I see on Instagram, because I haven't I haven't been to a game in a long time, they look very good. <laughs> they look like they're very very good at basketball. So I was like, all right, let's build this weekend around him, because um, Kobe's never really been to Toronto outside of just playing the Raptors. How many of us can say we've seen Kobe on King Street? <laughs> uh. <laughs> We seen him uh, at the ACC, and that was it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that that was one person I was like, "Oh man, if I can make that happen, I'm gonna try." And I was trying. I was I was on my way. Um, but then, yeah, this year has been all over the place. Um, but outside of that, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's a tough question, though. Yeah, that's very that's, hard to. Answer. That's a tough one. Like in a perfect world, if I could like obviously connect with Will Smith, wow, that's great. But like realistic goals, yeah, yeah. Realistically, who would I want to work with? I don't really have any one per se. You know, um, I'm big on energy. Like when we rock, mm -hmm. and you know, you're my dog, and I can like if we if we speak a certain language, we'll get some stuff done, um, mm -hmm. regardless of who you are. Or what what you are, what people perceive you to be, because that's another thing. Like, there's a lot of people out there that uh, say that they're this or say that they're that, 
And um, when it comes down to executing, don't execute. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. As much as we're in a, as we're in a, in a relationship-based business with people, people have become very hard to like trust and yeah. collaborate with and build with. So, um, yeah, I kind of cross that bridge when it comes. When it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost look at it. Sorry, this last piece. I almost look at every project. Come with it. Come with it. Project as a as a general manager, right? So when you know I threw that party for Caravana Weekend, I had to build a team for that specific party. When I did the Athlete Tech Summit, I built a team specifically for that event. When we did, you know, um, innovate her or the, the do your part celebrity game, I did that with a different group. Like I don't work with the same people every single time. So you almost, I almost look at look at it as I'm a side. And every time I I got a I, I hit free agency and I got to you know bring in the, the right graphic designer, the right uh, videographer, the right photographer, the right DJ. Not everyone is for everything, right? Yeah. So you gotta kind of curate your space and your vision the way you see it because only you can see it the way that you see it that's a bar yeah yeah thanks bar man um that's hard man that's hard um yo phil you go next or you got it <laughs> oh, Phil, I can't throw you a love. Like, <laughs> gotta say, yo, both of your daughters are beautiful, though. My daughter's sleeping oh. on them. Appreciate it. Okay, okay. I appreciate it. Yes. Francis, yes, yes. But, 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 but she's not as, as, as older as your dad, though. So she's just going to be one soon. Okay, okay. Fresh. Equal now? Fresh, fresh, fresh. fresh. Yes, welcome. Yes, brother. Oh, and before you guys answer, let's quickly say once again, RIP to Colby, RIP to Gigi, off of, off of your story, Randy. Um, oh, RIP yeah. to all yeah. the people that yeah. lost their lives in that surf, in that uh, helicopter accident. Yeah. Girl does it. And it's represented on this podcast right now. So. 100%. Yeah. 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 yeah, man. You guys are the real heroes, man. Keep going. <laughs> Every day you have to be that. Like that's right. it. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Say <laughs> <laughs> oh, she about to get a nap time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, See it. Man. See the look. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell. Um but yeah, no, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll jump in next then. Um yeah. So, sorry, what was the question again? Just um, um, somebody or some or somebody you want to collaborate with, or like a company you might want to collaborate with. Yeah. Who would you want to build with? Build with. Uh, um. So, just to like, man, to build with as a. It just depends. For, like right now, I don't know what field I'd want to like step in because I would want to step. If I had to build someone, it'd probably be someone that I have no recollection of their field, and someone I can learn a lot from. Like, I think like this summer I had a sick mentor and it was by fluke. Like it was a dude that um, does mining and he um, does salt and he sells salt to Toronto. I know nothing about salt, but I was with this guy. I was with him for like almost two months of the summer. And so when it's winter time, he's selling salt to the city and he's, he's like, he's good. He's good. So, (laughs) 
if I had to like jump in a field, it'd probably be mining with salt because salt's a mineral. It's like forever. You yeah. need for everything. And this is just like, I'd go in so humble. I don't know. I don't know too much. So I'm just going to like take the back seat. But at the same time, I have an entrepreneurship, an entrepreneur brain where I'll pick things up quick and see where transferable skills are. I think, um, he was real keen on, um, time and looking over data hard, like hard. Like, if you know, someone will tell you something. This guy would like five minutes later, look it up himself. And if he was wrong, he'd be like, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The data you showed me, the, the source wasn't reliable. Like, who says that? Like, I, like <laughs> I, I'm like, yo, fam, one of my boys told me and I seen it too. Like, what are you guys not about? <laughs> so just that great detail of like how he, you know, um, was keen on one business transaction for like six months. A lot of conversations. So I'd probably be salt, but that'd be the one person. But I don't know, man. Like, I've always gone by a 12 month um, campaign where each year I try to knock off two months that I know for sure are in stone. I don't have to like go back and like backtrack. So if we had to say right now, I'd say I've knocked off four months out of 12 that I know for sure I'm straight, like summertime, Christmas, and March. So now I gotta worry about probably what, uh, a couple more, eight more months or whatever. I don't know, my math's off. Yeah, yeah, eight months. I got to worry about eight more months now for the rest of the year. So now this next year, I'll try and knock off one more month, then one more month. And once I get to 12, man, like I know at like clockwork, I'm, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm just going to keep doing the same thing and the same thing until like I, I, I exhaust it. So I think, um, yeah, my seat, that leaves me with what? I don't know, September, October, November. Those are the seasons I would have to look into, like do a project with. And I, I don't know. It just it just really depends. It really yeah. depends. Okay. Love yeah. that. Randy, thank you, Dane, for allowing me enough time to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, after giving it some more thought, <clears throat> I would say there would be uh, probably two, two um, two companies I would say I'd I'd want to like collaborate with in, in some type of form. Uh, one being like uh, Rock Nation, because um, like seeing pictures from the brunch that they throw every year, yeah, it just yeah. and I like you can see by the people that the caliber of people that are, that attend the event, it would be a dope place to be to just network and just to take in the atmosphere in terms of like motivation and having a better understanding of like the entertainment game because there's people that's been in there from like before we were born. The people that are just getting in there now so you can kind of get like a good grasp or a good um understanding of like the way the game has evolved and just yeah just pretty much just get a better understanding of the game itself like you know in order for you to really understand something you need to kind of know it from top to bottom so this is how the game was before the internet came in this is how the game was when the internet hit and this is how it is now that you know social media is such a a powerful platform within like everything that we do so i would say a yeah, rock rock nation most definitely just in terms of like yeah their brunch and like the different concerts and festivals and stuff that they're able to put on to be on like such a big level and be pretty much like world worldwide yeah rock nation would be one and um with this new venture that i just got into at the tattoo shop um i would say either trying to link with like vh1 or like 
um, even like the Black Ink crew, just to like kind of do something like that, like out of my shop, just yeah. to give like the artists there a different platform so they're able to build and, and be good. So even if they were deciding to, you know, start their own shop or go on to do other things, my main thing is like if I'm working with someone, I want to make sure that our connection and our work that we get done allows the both of us to be able to do better things as we go forward. So even if we don't work together after this, we should both be leaving this opportunity better people, you know, business-wise and just even as an actual person or whatnot, you know. So I would say those are my top two picks, like some type of network, VH1 or any of those networks that cater to those type of like shows yeah. and, and Rock Nation. Go. Yeah, All right. And um, down to our final um, question, guys. Um, do you guys have any advice that you'd like to give um, future entrepreneurs that are coming up just so they can be successful in this space? Um, I would say um, just, just like, I mean, yo, you, honestly, everyone knows, man, you have to have a good foundation. Uh, just be aware of like, like your age, be aware of like, like set realistic goals. Like, I think one goal I had, and I always tell every young guy this, just to mess around with them, just to joke around, but they, they like, they think it's like, I just sell it, say this to them to say the reaction. I'm like, how old are you? These guys would be like, I'm 25. I'm like 22, 23, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, bet. Yo, when you turn 30, make sure you have 10K saved. Like just 10K. Like, I don't care what you do. If you turn 30, you're going to look back like, dang, I don't have 10,000 saved. After all the time I've been tricking off money here and there, just like I don't have 10k saved, so I say that just to mess around with them. Um, and I see what where, where it bites. Um, I would also say, just you know, stay your course. Yo, the best time to work is uh, just always work on yourself, man. Just like when you're you're doing you and you're in your space. And I know, like, don't get caught up watching other people because that when you get caught up doing that, you're gonna take away from what you're doing and then you're going to focus on something else. Like, I don't know, like I get this, I get this example all the time where, um, if there's a dot, right. Yo, please, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, relax. <laughs> if there's a dot and it's my like prime example, I show if there's a dot. Okay. So I actually, I actually do like, what do you want to do? They're like, Oh, I want to do this. I draw a line to that from the dot. I'm like, what else do you want to do? I draw a line here. What else you want to do? Line, line, line. It ends up like six lines. So then say to, I say to the guy, like, yo, so what's the one thing you need to really, really focus on? They say this one. So I'm like, yo, to be honest, you actually have to, like, the dots here, do this and this and this and this and this and go all the way because you're doing so much stuff all around. You're going to get nowhere fast versus if I stick to this lane and keep going through, going through and exhaust it then go back and make that play after. So those are the conversations I, I just have with them automatically. Like, I like, and I would say this to any entrepreneur, man, save 10K before you hit 30 and just like, just be focused on what you're doing. And like, trust me, don't, don't, be, don't get too distracted and just, just know <laughs> industry you're going to do, man. Experience is, is the best thing that you can learn from. Again, my industry is not, it's entertain, it's entertainment only because I was a product of playing pro basketball and, you know, doing, I, I had to sign autographs. I had to do this, that. I didn't take it in like that. I was like, all right, cool. And I'm off this. But 
fast forward now, because I was in that uh, professional atmosphere, like one company is consulting and one company is not for profit. Mm-hmm. And so I just used my um, transferable skills in each of those companies. So, um, yeah, I just know how to communicate too as young black men, for sure. You have to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take nothing to the chin. Don't take it to heart. Communicate. Iron out the details and just like, yo, it takes maybe an hour to like get to what you're trying to get to. Like, don't, like I, I say, I say, I say so much stuff, man. I, I work with young athletes. I always tell these little kids, I'm like, yo, don't be the guy that's like in a classroom, listen to your teacher. Yes, yes, this and that. And then when a brother that looks like you, I try to give you game. I try to tell you some stuff. You're going to act like you don't want to listen. But when you're like, I'm telling you stuff that's going to like help you. So mm-hmm. I think we all can take that approach when we talk to younger guys. Humble them, yeah, humble yourself early, and uh, yeah, that's that's me talking from the heart though. But you know, it's all over the place. <laughs> no, facts, no, yeah. So I feel like there's just so much things that we've learned over the years. So it's like our duty, you know. It would be wrong for us not to like try and put the young guys on game, or even sometimes guys our age, even sometimes guys older than us. You know what yeah. I mean? We we gotta we gotta play our part within the community alone, and then especially with like the young black men. You know what I mean? Because a lot of them get misled from what they see on Instagram or TV or what they might see on their on their ends or their block or whatever. So it really it's really on us to like you know make sure we show them like yo you don't have to go that route because it looks cool. Like you know you might have to take the long way, but trust me when you get to that end goal or where you get to that. That success moment is going to be a lot worth it and a lot and less risk. Because a lot of the times when guys want to take the shortcuts or go the cool way, you know, you end up, you end up, yeah, either dead or in jail or in certain circumstances you don't want to be. You don't in. want to be in. Facts. Yeah, yeah. With with my advice, I would say, <clears throat> as you like, as you work and money comes in, money comes, money goes. But one way for you to keep your money is to manage it well. Like a lot of people make a lot of money, but people's man- money management skills is horrible. Yeah. So whether you need to try and connect with the right financial advisor, or maybe you know someone that's really good with money, don't be scared to ask questions because knowledge is power. Not knowledge is everything. So the more that you know, is the better that you can perform at whatever you're doing. Don't be afraid. Don't think it's it's not cool because like you know, for us growing up, we we're in school. Any man that sat in front of the class. <laughs> or was asking or answering too many questions with the teacher, like those guys are teachers, pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we when we started hitting like 25, 26, 27, 28, like you know, going on, we're like, yo, like I wish if I could go back, I would have I would have treated school a lot differently. I probably would have sat down facts, with certain teachers and picked their brain. Like, yeah. yo, what made you start teaching? And especially with Mr. Kirschenbaum, he was a, a teacher that was teaching, and he had his own uh, water ski company. He was uh, sick. If I yeah, if I could if I could um, rewind the time and sit down with him, I would have been like, "What made you start your business?" Like at the time when you started it, like how was it back then? Because entrepreneurship yeah. back then is like way different than yeah. now. You know, yeah. That's that's one thing. Just whoever you're you're around, and if you're able to get information from them, and they're willing to to speak to you, like listen, soak in the information, take notes, do whatever you need to do to remember what you're talking about and then find ways to pick out certain pieces and apply it to your life. That's, that's that goes so deep. Like, Cause like, even with myself and coaching basketball, like I tell these guys all the time, like, listen, I can tell you something from my experience and this person can tell you something from their experience, but it's your job to take that information 
and mm-hmm. make it your own. You know what I mean? Like, 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 take from that and learn from that and make it your own. Because, like, what what might have worked for me might not work for the next person, you know. Right. But like, but some things from what from from what I did, you can say, okay, you know what? This guy did it this way. Let me just tweak it a little, a little bit and just do this, and then maybe that might work for me. Maybe it might not work for me, but you know, like, make like take that information and make it your own. Like, that's right. a big thing. That's a big thing because there's a lot of people. Who, like, like Dan was saying earlier, like kind of like not reinvent the wheel. That's important, but it's also important in every business that you're in. Like your identity is in soaked in that business. You know what I mean? So like that's something that like, it translates into entrepreneurship, like, business skills, and marketing, into coaching and life. That piece of information translates a lot. Hundred percent, man. And one, uh, one, one other major thing. Oh, sorry to cut you off, brother. No, I was gonna say I always listen to that Jay Z line. Hope did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that, yeah, right? Because right. it's like <laughs> that's uh, because if I'm gonna tell somebody something, it's because I've made that mistake probably yeah. 18 times. So yeah. so if you correct one or two things, you probably might solve the mystery that I couldn't figure out those 18 times, right? So 100. percent It's like it's like saying you have a future to build, but not a community to impress. You know, so. A lot of people just need to just just, just stay down ten toes and just grind. It's, yeah. it's okay if you're not driving the Benz or the BMW or you have yeah. your own Honda or whatever the case is. Like your route's not going to be the same as everyone else. And a lot of things people need to realize too. A lot of people that post certain things aren't really living that life. And even if yeah. they are, like kudos to them. Like you shouldn't be comparing yourself. Yeah. As long as you're making daily progress in what you're doing yourself, that's all that really matters. That's yeah so quickly before we jump to the last part of the podcast yeah. Dave, you missed this question so i'm gonna ask it to you <laughs> what what is your favorite nba jersey of all time favorite nba jersey of all time yo honestly alan iverson the black 76 jersey home <laughs> <laughs> With- <laughs> With the black shorts, with the uh, the the AIs, you know, the one with the zipper at the top. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, now you got coach uh, bad, yo. The, the the questions, man. You got to put the questions on that, man. <laughs> oh yeah, the questions, questions. Yeah, so put, put questions on that. <laughs> questions, questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah. So we got reached the point of the podcast where we give everyone the opportunity to plug their social media and plug anything else that they might be working on. Um, so we'll start with coach. Yeah, you know, same thing as always in me, you know, the real deal. I'm just for Francis. Um, you know, we're back in the gym. So exciting, you know. Um, last week, last week was our, was our first, like, real, like, week of, like, training camp. Death week, you know, so we got some guys throwing up and stuff. That's all, 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 all part of the process, you know. They knows about that shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all part of the process. So yeah, we're doing that now. And then next week we're back in the gym a little bit more, trying to get some guys back over the border because you know, still can't cross the yeah. uh, U.S. stuff. So still, still trying to get some guys back over the border, but it's looking good. Like I was saying the other day, like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like when when COVID hit, bro, like we're like, yo, we don't know if it's gonna be a season. We don't know what's gonna happen because like and it was tough because it's the whole national like, there's so much money so much time already invested into everything going on mm-hmm. like when everything stopped it's like shit happening so now that we kind of see that light at the end of the tunnel it's like congrats you know, by the way congrats by the way 
Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Tough. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, so like, yeah. We we see that light of so now. It's like now we're just like foaming. Like, okay, this is done. Let's get to this. Let's get to this. So now it's, it's just a process. Man. So yeah. So that's what I'm working on. That's it. All right. Phil. Um. Uh. Social media wise, um, Philly OPE on all platforms. Um, right now we can't really be doing events and stuff, so we're working on a community project that we kind of planned from like I can't even remember how long ago it was. From from when we were in high school, I was supposed to be doing this. All right, all right. All right. Um, we're supposed to be doing this, so we're pretty much going to be launching um, like a like a pretty much like a community center, like a program for kids to pretty much allow them to like get a look into certain careers they might be interested in. So if they're like looking into being like an engineer or a producer, anything like that, we're pretty much putting together a program where they'll be able to sit down with um, certain professionals in that field and get a better understanding, like hands-on lessons. Um, um, pretty much, yeah, within their respected area, like whatever they're interested in. Because, you know, a lot of kids will go to school and they're like, oh, I want to take this, I want to take that. Yeah. But then once they start realizing what it is, they're like, nah, I don't want to do this. Yep. We're trying to give yeah. them an opportunity to get some insight pretty much before they get into like college or secondary school. So like right out of high school or maybe even like their last year, we're still working out the fine details, but um, that's going to be one thing that we're putting together. So that program would be called um, Young, Young and Gifted. And there'll be like a section in there where we're going to be giving away like scholarships for like young um, black students as well. So that part of it will be like the young black and gifted part. So if you're familiar with like the On Point brand, yeah. we have like a slogan and um, certain apparel that we have that's under that that category. That's dope. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. If you're in the Toronto Scarborough area. You need any ink work done? Make sure you check us out at Rockstar Tattoo Parlor on Instagram. Um, Instagrams, I'm Chaz underscore ten and bomb, and um, Twitter is Casher and ten. Simple. <laughs> uh, Dane. Um, so my Instagram is who is Dane Smith. That's my main uh, social page. Um, same thing on Facebook. Um. I would say, oh, www.danesmith.ca for all like inquiries for anything. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. It just depends like what the conversation is. But um, we have a, a project due to um, from this summer. Um, it's I am Basketball Academy that just started. So we're looking to launch that. It's already it's already been launched since the summer, but it's not your your, your regular academy. This is more like like what's the point of me playing? so much basketball and i just go to a regular nine to five job and i can't like give like just give transferable skills common sense mostly because some of these kids are like like common sense is not their first uh, thing <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um yeah so we just launched the academy 20 66 kids already signed up uh, i can only we can only do maybe 18. Yeah. um but yeah it's just um it's on the website uh I don't know what the end game is, you know, if I can send some players to Mr. Francis, you know, if I can send some, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I could just send them out to anybody then you know, I just try and make that connection. But yeah. other than that, um, we're just going to lay low till gyms open back up. Um, and yeah, I just try to make my, if anyone has anything that they want to do in the community or anything, hit me up, let's iron out the details and let's like 
you know, let's, let's make it grow. Yeah. Uh, Randy had to step up. So um, what I'm going to do is in the video, I'll make sure to put his Instagram and certain things that he wants to promote just right by the square. So we'll still make sure that he gets his promotion. Um, his, 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 uh, I'll, I'll drop his, his IG. IG is uh, Randy Rose, so R-A-N-D-Y-R-O-Z-A-A-Y. That's his IG. So if you guys are interested in kind of following anything he's doing, jump on IG. Uh, he works with a lot of cool people. Like he's always on there with CJ McCullum and a bunch of cool, cool guys. He, he, he just did some stuff with, uh, seen with, uh, Viola, with, uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, our Harrington. Jeez. He's been doing, yeah, he, he, he's been, he's been busy. So he's been doing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you guys are interested in anything he's doing, you guys can definitely just follow, follow the IG. And, uh, yeah. Yep. And then as for me, uh, you can follow me at the Senator. Uh, make sure to check out the Not So Soft podcast. We release every Friday with myself, Nino Rockwell, and Kino the Great. Um, don't forget to follow the Chatroom Podcast Instagram page at the.chatroompod. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, the Chatroom Podcast is on every podcast app right now. We're on iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify apple google third party so make sure you subscribe make sure you check out we release every tuesday and we have youtube exclusives that we try to put out every friday too on the youtube channel but now that i'm back to work it's a lot of editing to do yeah. just for myself <laughs> so yeah. i may have to do like every other friday but don't worry there'll still be some exclusives going on there um before we leave, I want to make sure to say a, send a special shout out and a big thank you to Dane and Phil for being on here. Yeah, um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Also, yes, Randy, yes. even though he's not he's not able to accept the thank you right now, yeah. but we want to send a shout out to him and a special, uh, even bigger shout out to the two special guests that we didn't know we were going to have uh, the girls from oh. Dane's girl and Phil's girls. Clear, so, say hi. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. They're they're superstars in the making, and one thing that we always <laughs> want to say is we want to send big special shout outs to all the girl dads out there. And as you guys are showing right here, that dads are really important in their baby girls' lives. So big black shout out to and thank you for that. They yeah. they, they, they uh, always talk about black fathers being missing in their, in their kids' lives, and we got new examples here. So yeah, for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Big up, big up. So this has been the chat room podcast, your favorite baller's favorite podcast, and we are out. Peace. Take care.